Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Tim Gillette, and welcome to another episode of the Tim Gillette Show. Today, I have the honor of interviewing someone who I can say is a life changer. I feel 100% better because of this man. Uh, I stumbled upon this man just a few weeks ago at a wonderful conference in February, all right? And I know, Craig, you're going to harass me. That, Craig, is your free sponsorship. Live with it. Um, anyway, Craig gave me a hard time this morning because I wasn't mentioning him in the fact that he introduced me to Dr. Fab. But hey, anyway, I am glad that he did. This gentleman, Dr. Fab Mancini, all right, is someone that you need to listen to when it comes to your health. This man is about helping, getting you to help yourself in health. And that is one thing I have always been about is helping yourself. And this man has got the guidelines to it. Other than that, I can say I know him a little bit, but today's interview is going to be like any other interview. I don't know the questions I'm going to ask him till we get him live on screen. So here we go. All right. Dr. Fab, welcome to my show. Well, thank you, Tim. I'm a big fan. And one of the things that I love about you is that you allow nature to take its course. Yeah. And yeah. I know that this, uh, this podcast is going to be very uh, valuable for everyone that is tuning in. And one that probably most people will want to share with as many people as possible. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I I have a guarantee, Doctor Fab. I used to say I usually say it's the most fun business podcast you will ever be on. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, you, know, you got to have fun, right? Always. All right. Yeah. I assume you know. I mean, from talking with you, talking with your girl, talking with your son who was at the conference, that you have a lot of fun in life. Do you? You know, it's interesting because uh, in my evolution of life, uh, what I've learned is that life is really a choice. And a choice that is based on two things. Uh, my mindset, whether I choose to be positive or negative, whether I choose to think abundantly or scarcity, whether I choose to uh, recognize that I deserve and should have the best in the world or whether be, I, I think that I don't deserve anything and that I'm gonna always struggle. And the second thing is the choices we make in our behavior. What is it that we do on a daily basis? And those doings, how are they uh, related to the things we say we want in life? For instance, if I say that I want to be healthier, right? But I don't never work out. I don't eat healthy. I don't take the right supplements. I don't uh, watch any podcasts on healing. I don't watch any TV shows or movies on healing. What are the chances that I'm going to be healthy? Very no. But if I choose to be healthy, and I schedule every single day, 45 minutes for my workout, 20 minutes on a mindset on a positive YouTube video or a podcast like this. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, making sure that I plan my meals and cook them rather than depend on fast food. Now I have a plan to truly succeed in my goals. Mm -hmm. Now, now over the years, Dr. Fab, I've had a problem with fast food. I don't know. You look at me and you probably think, nah, I, knew you. I, I do. I still love McDonald's. Now, no, no. Before, now, I learned to love McDonald's when that TV show came out. Our our movie supersized me, right? Yeah. But I ate McDonald's when I was homeless. I had a dollar double hamburger every day and a dollar McChicken sandwich I, twice a day. That was my meal. So it was two dollars for each meal, right? That was my only food. I didn't have fries. I didn't have a milkshake. I didn't have a super diet Coke. 
That was it in a glass of water because it's all I could afford. But I walked and rode mountain bike everywhere. <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting that you mentioned McDonald's because when I was in high school, yeah. and I know a lot of people that are watching this probably won't believe it, I was addicted to the quarter pounder. <laughs> Even though my mom and my family would make a great meal for dinner, mm -hmm. at 9.30, I will beg my brothers. I would actually give them my savings to go get me a quarter pounder. And I couldn't go to bed without a quarter pounder. And I did that for almost a year. Wow. And what I realized is that there's an emotional attachment to our foods. Oh, and wow. we need to really pay attention. What is this food giving me? Is it giving me comfort? Is it giving me security? Is it giving me nourishment? What is it giving me? And once you try to find that emotional attachment, it's much easier to replace it with maybe something a little bit healthier for you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, emotional attachment. I like the feelings I started to get when I started taking the immune support from you. All right. All right. And I'm sure we'll, we'll get the link to make sure people can go get this stuff. But the immune support and then the better sleep. I am telling you, I like the feeling of how I wake up in the morning. I used to hate wake up in the morning because I was so groggy and like I didn't sleep well. And that's the feeling. And I mean, I love the hamburgers, but that's the feeling I want to be addicted to. And that means, guess what? Less trips to McDonald's. <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting because when we were formulating a solution for the sleep problems that most people are having, uh, right now the statistics that one out of three people are struggling with their sleep patterns they're not sleeping at all, or they're not sleeping very much, or they're not sleeping continuous, and most likely they're not sleeping deep. So what I decided to do is we started looking at the science. What are the ingredients that allows us to go deep in our sleep? Mm -hmm. But then we found out by mistake, or actually by coincidence, <laughs> that when you go deep in your sleep, it's your fastest way to produce a hormone that is very critical for our bodies called human growth hormone. Mm -hmm. So the reason that this product that you have better sleep, when you take it at night, 30 minutes before you go to bed, you go into the most deep, relaxing sleep you've ever had. Mm -hmm. But when yeah. you wake up in the morning, that is actually the human growth hormone that was produced during the night. And it gives you that alertness, that young feeling, that excitement. And also remember, it increases your libido tremendously. And yeah. who cannot benefit from that? That's that. That's a good benefit there. Just saying. Uh, so, I, I, I do got to ask because I think you and I are around the same age. So I'm in my mid fifties. Are you, you're close to that, aren't you? Yeah, fifty six. I'll be fifty seven this year. Yeah, yeah, I'll be fifty six this year. So we're about the same age. Yeah. And did you find that right around the forty eight to fifty time frame? Wow, did the body change? And you better eat right if you want to stay healthy. You know, it's interesting because uh, we have been looking at the science. And we recognize that the human body is actually meant to live over 125 years old. Wow. The challenge is that because we degenerate rather than regenerate, right, mm -hmm. which is the way that the body is supposed to be, we're supposed to be regenerating. Like I give you an example, our skeletal system is a new one every seven years. Uh, the lining in our stomach, the ones that a lot of people have ulcers, actually creates a new lining every six hours if we feed it the right things. So our wow. organs are constantly regenerating, but when we don't use the right behaviors, when we don't feed our bodies the right foods, when we don't take care of our bodies by exercising, 
The problem is that we degenerate. And degenerate means that we're going to actually take years off of our uh, real time that we're supposed to be living. And right now, the average age for mortality is somewhere in the late 70s. Mm -hmm. uh, is when most people pass on. But in reality, that's a lot sooner than what we're supposed to. So a good friend of mine uh, was Jack LaLanne, and mm -hmm. I threw him I his 94th birthday party. Right. So yesterday I was talking to his wife. She's turning 96 today. And wow. if you see her, she was vibrant. She was excited. She just wrote a new book that she's releasing this week. And she's full of life. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that it doesn't matter necessarily your age, but we do see that our metabolisms change between 30 and 40 drastically. Mm -hmm. We do see that a lot of people claim that once you turn 40, everything starts going downhill, that you're not able to keep the energy that you had before, your, your tone in your muscles suffer, your libido also suffers. But what I've learned, that's really more of a state of mind mm -hmm. and behaviors than it is a reality. The people that are actually breaking records and feeling younger every year as they get older, the people that look better today than they did like me when I was 20 years old, the people that have the most amazing energy today are the people that are applying the right mindset and the right behaviors every single day, and that's allowing them to age and regenerate properly. Yeah. Now, when you talk about that, all right, first of all, it's, it's yeah, and I started taking some of your supplements, which were life-changing. But there's a key element there that, uh, you know, during COVID, I just want to say this is probably the key element that caused a lot of people to get their health to go down was mindset. You know what I mean? You bring that you've, you've mentioned that. I think you said it about seven times in that sentence there. Are you dealing with your clientele and going with, you know, guys, I can feed you all the right <laughs> supplements. I can tell you the right exercise. But if you don't have the mind for it, you're not going to live. Are you dealing so with that? I'm going to give you the formula that I discovered over the last 35 years studying all of this. 20% mm -hmm. of your or who you are, it starts with your mindset, mm -hmm. but it's the first 20%. 80% is what we do every single day that dictates the person that we become. So the reason that I keep mentioning mindset is because the pandemic disrupted the world like never before. You, saw, you found people that had security in their job all of a sudden unemployed. You found industries that actually were running and doing great all of a sudden out of business. You found buildings that were erupted and filled our cities full of people completely empty. You found people being sent to work from home. I mean, when they have three children and a spouse that is very distracting and a dog or two. Mm -hmm. So these are all things that create a tremendous amount of stress. So the reason that I say mindset is because the first thing that mindset teaches us is your belief systems, is that you get to choose whether something's going to be for the benefit of you or against you. So the first thing I did during the pandemic is that I began to change the question I was asking myself. I was asking myself the question, what has the pandemic done to me? And as soon as I recognize that when I ask that question, immediately I become a victim of circumstances that I can't control. Mm -hmm. I change the question to what has the pandemic done for me? Ah. And then I started thinking, okay, if the pandemic now has me not traveling, I was doing 70 lectures a year. All of my calendar completely from March on went completely empty. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what am I going to do? Yeah. So I started a new podcast. I started a TV series. I started doing virtual lectures and completely pivoted in a way that now I don't have to be on a plane. I don't have to be traveling in hotel rooms. And I was able to make something that was very distressful for me into yeah. something extremely positive. Yeah. And that's the way every single person has the choice of doing. But it begins with your attitude and the kind of questions that you're asking yourself regarding the circumstances that you're facing right now. Yeah. yeah. And, it, you know, you say that, right? you know, our, our mutual friend, Craig, all right, same thing. Craig and I traveled. That was our world as well. And just this weekend, I'm at a conference on, on, on something else, just totally out of my industry, just learning, right? And everybody's like, well, do you have a card for what you do? And I'm like, I'm sorry. I didn't come here to market my wares. I came here to learn. And they said, well, tell us about your industry and what it was like during the pandemic. And I said, well, I I improved. And they're like, how? You didn't travel to do your job, right? And I'm like, no, I got peace of mind because the part I hated about my job was getting on airplanes, renting cars, dealing with Uber, hotels, you know, trying to find a restaurant at five o'clock at night, whatever town I'm in to eat, you know? Those stresses were gone. Yeah. The mind was like, you know, everybody else is like, oh, man, I can't make a living. I'm like, I'll find a way to make a living. But the hard stresses about my world washed away. And most people were not looking at the benefit. They were going, oh, man, I can't travel to speak. And I'm and like, you know, oh, man, I don't have to travel to speak anymore. <laughs> you know, it's interesting, Tim, because, as you know, I have a lot of friends that are public speakers like me. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget talking to a friend of mine, Dr. John Martini, that he does over 320 days of traveling a year. He's wow. one of the most sought after speakers in the world. So I said, John, how has this changed you? He said, oh, my God, I'm doing everything virtual right now. And he says, but the one thing I would tell you, Fab, do not lower your price because you're doing a lecture that's virtual. And I said, what do you mean? Most of my friends are cutting their prices in half or doing one third of the price if they do it virtually. He says, no, the value that you bring is the same. You should never discount your value because all you change is the medium. Now, granted, they're not going to see you on a stage with all the lighting and everything else, but they get to see you like this through these portals that you can have the same amount of impact. So he was one of the ones that was very instrumental because I was beginning to start cutting my prices and giving people percentages of discount. And ever since I talked to him, I said, you know what? My fee is my fee. And if that was something that it will be a good match for you, I would love to serve you. If not, it's okay. I can recommend somebody that could be half the price. And I do that to my clients now. And the thing is, people love it because people recognize that they don't expect you to cut your fees. They expect you to deliver the same value that you would have delivered if you were in person. So I gotta say we gotta just say hi to some of the people who are stopping in here. First of all, uh, Robert here is a good longtime listener of our show. All right, so he's I don't know if this is the first time he actually gets to meet you or not, but Robert, great thing. Uh, Jacqueline, Jacqueline's in Craig's mastermind, and I think Jacqueline, you got to meet her as well. All right, but I've seen a special guest pop in here that I know that is a big fan of yours now, who really told me I had to go talk to you. Is my mom? <laughs> <laughs> I love your mom. <laughs> Uh, my mom really, uh, really, really was uh, pleased to meet you and came up to me because I know I was busy at that conference, came up to me and goes, you need to go talk to Dr. Fab over there. All right. Before he leaves. It's like, But anyway, uh, and she's she's really, really loving too the immune support and stuff that you got for her as well. 
And uh, the two of us have been away for, I've been in Houston for a week. She's in like Northwest Virginia or something like that. So next week or tomorrow or Thursday, we get to see each other again. But um, so yeah, a lot of people will kind of tune in. They're going to watch. A lot of people are going to watch this on the replay. And I, you know, one of the things I like to tell people when it comes to, to, to watching stuff like this, all right, and taking notes and paying attention, whether it's live or in, or, you know, live or watching the replay is, is you're going to get the same value. Just like you said, you're going to get the same value. So don't lower your prices. Did you find during the pandemic, because you chose to do that, that your income and lifestyle improved and not stayed the same? I'm not asking you to tell me how much you make. I just did you improve and and or stay the same? No, my income has skyrocketed, and and it's because uh, the fact that I chose to recognize two things. Number one, that the world needed me today more than ever, and I yep. got out of my comfort zone that I've been for ten years and began to really uh, bring more value than I have done in the last ten years in the last two years. So mm -hmm. that was number one. Number two, the fact that I didn't look at the circumstances as things that were going to limit me from being who I am and from being the best version of myself, they were actually creating the opportunities for me to engage. Yeah. You know, so my social media engagement grew tremendously. I was doing Facebook Lives almost every day uh, to try to bring guidance for people. I was speaking more than ever because I was now not limited to having to travel to a different country, to a mm -hmm. different city where you, you know, you lose two days just anywhere you go uh, for a one hour keynote speech. Then I started realizing the fact that because I wasn't traveling so much, I found all this new time that I didn't have available to create content, to create value, to grow my mentorship program. You know, my mentorship program went from and I limited 15 people to now 67 people. And that's a, a, a program that I kept very limited. I never have announced it. I never have promoted it because I wanted to grow organically with the people that I feel will benefit the greatest from being part of that. And, uh, and it's all happened because I chose to utilize this difficult time mm -hmm. as a way of being a servant a yeah. servant to humanity with great value and content that can help someone's life at a time that they're going through a difficult time because they're questioning not only their health, but their mortality. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you, when people question their mortality, can I die from this? And I, I never forget, I was doing Fox News and CNN and all these media that I do on a weekly basis. And I was trying to inspire people to just say, do not let someone else's opinion become your sentence. That's what most people do. Yes. Do the research, find out the information and use your common sense. This yeah. is your body. This is not somebody else's body. Mm -hmm. And you're just a number to a lot of people. And now we're finding out that a lot of the information that we were given two years ago has been misinformation. Yes. And that's why I knew that as mm -hmm. a doctor, because I keep up with things. But the average person took it as gospel. And unfortunately, they made a lot of decisions that some of them uh, regret at, the, at this point. I do. I do. Um, I, you know, and you, you, you know, what I mean, you were talking about their adding value. You're talking about, you know what I mean? You're, when it comes to your health and stuff like that and paying attention. But, you know, at a point in time, when it comes to our health, there are two things that we're going to study more online than anything. 
how can I live longer? All right. And, and how can I make more money? Those are like the two things everybody's searching for, right? But what I, I found interesting during the pandemic, I, I first of all, I had, I had COVID twice, according to their tests, right? Uh, to me, it was a bad cold both times. Both times it was a bad cold. But I found one person say this in the media about it, and I thought about that, what he said, and it really struck me. Uh, I don't know if you know, the guy who did dirty jobs, Mike, uh, Mike Rowe. And he made this comment about it. I think it was one of his blog posts or one of his his podcasts. And he said, I've understood three things about this. Number one, this is probably going to be with us for a long time. Get used to it. It's here. Number two, all right, it's it's got a, you know, everybody's probably going to get it. Everybody's going to be affected by it. It's going to touch you one way or another. You, your family member, somebody's going to get it. And he said, number three, it's a 98% survival rate. You know what I mean? You have, more, you have more of a chance of dying of cancer than this. Do you understand that? And I'm like, that put it in perspective. Like, okay, it's a bad, like I said, it was a bad cold, right? That doesn't mean it's not harmful. I lost a friend to it, right? A really close friend to it. But mindset was like, oh, it's a cold. Let me treat it like I normally would treat it. Let me take care of my health. Immediately made me start researching what, supplements do I need to be adding to my daily routine? What was yours? What, what, what did you deal personally with it? Well, this is one of the things that I kept telling people is if you look at the data, you realize that the 5% or less that were really impacted that ended up maybe in hospitals, a few dying, were the people that were already sick, mm -hmm. the people mm -hmm. that had yeah. what they call comorbidities, the mm -hmm. people that had conditions uh, such as diabetes, such as obesity, such as cancer, heart disease, all the conditions that we already know that most people are going to die from. Now, what I didn't appreciate from the early statistics is that they were not reporting any more heart disease, which is our number one killer. It is. If you happen to have COVID and died of a heart attack, they were labeling as COVID death rather than a heart disease death. Mm -hmm. So when the CDC released an, a report, that said, said that less than 6% of the people they had reported that had died had actually died only from COVID. And, and that's when I started realizing people are not paying attention. So mm -hmm. I began to recognize that the most important thing for me to do during that time was to invest in my health, yeah, to make yeah. sure that I was not going to be a statistic, that I was not going to put myself in a pre-diabetic or a diabetic state because of not doing the proper behaviors, that I was not gonna stress myself to no end to end up with a heart attack, that I was gonna keep myself balanced. And I began to do those right behaviors more than ever. And that's the reason that in the last two years, my health has become so much better than it's been over the last 20 years, because I made a choice that the best prevention for me against this virus was to invest in my health. So then when I did that and I began to come up with solutions to many of the conditions that people were struggling with, then that's when I decided, you know what, I'm going to formulate these uh, solutions. I'm going to bring them to the world and I'm going to let people recognize that there is a simple, more practical way to get healthy without mm -hmm. waiting until you're sick enough to really be sick, because yeah. that's not what I want for anybody. I want people to be healthy and vibrant. That's what I dedicated the last 30 years of my life as a provider uh, for the health of humanity. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
So, and I know your, your mission in life, very similar. My mission in life is about online marketing and, and helping people. I mean, I have this huge thing where I want to help so many people be bloggers, so make get so much of a following and make so much money. That's a mission that drives me every morning when I get up. Your mission is about their health. I mean, do you have it down in a mission statement or anything like that? Well, actually, I did write the mission statement that my mission was to improve the health of humanity. That's That's been a mission for almost 25 years yeah. that I've had. Now, the question that you ask yourself is, how do you do that? And that's when I began to recognize that personal development must be a part of your health regimen because that's what nurtures and feeds your mind. Mm -hmm. So think of your mind as your digestive system. If you put a lot of junk, if you put a lot of negative thoughts, remember the average person has 70,000 thoughts a day. 90% of those thoughts are the same thoughts they had the year, the day before. And 80% of those thoughts are negative in nature. So most people are polluting their mind with negativity, mm -hmm. news, newspapers, negative statements around others. And they get caught up into that negativity, feeding the mind such junk that all of a sudden you have really a, a, a sewer for a mind. The same for the digestive system. Yeah, Imagine... Yeah. If garbage in, garbage system, out. One body, and you open your mouth and you think of your mouth as a, a little flap that you will find in a Ferrari, let's say, as a high-performance car. You're mm -hmm. going to put the best gas that you can possibly can because, you know, you paid a lot of money for that car. You're going to change the oil properly. You're going to make sure that you maintain it properly to give you the best that that car can offer you. Mm -hmm. But most of us, unfortunately, don't do that to our bodies. The problem with a Ferrari is that I can always trade it in if I don't take care of it. But you can't I, trade I, I, that I, body. body yeah. This is the only body you get for your whole life. So I tell people, yeah, you want to live longer, but you also want to have a high quality of life because why would I want to add another 10 years to my life when I'm already miserable in or this sick, life? Or don't feel good. Or Yeah, I mean, yeah. doesn't make sense. So I realize that because... I understand that principle. I encourage people to really work on their personal development, to make the time every day to watch things that are positive in nature, to be able to look at, hear podcasts like this or YouTube videos. I mean, right now there's a huge resource. And actually in my website, I used to have all this content, thousands of hours of the best-selling books and abstracts and audios and, and lectures and all kinds of things. I was charging $500 for it. And now I'm giving it away. If people go to the website and they just want content that they can feed their mind, mm -hmm. I want to give it to people. Why? Because I realized that if I can help you understand the importance of personal development, and then that lets you to make better choices in your daily habits, now all of a sudden you have a good chance to transforming from the person that you are right now to the person that you want to be. And that's what it's going to take. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So um, I want you to imagine for a moment, though, Dr. Fad, that somebody's just tuned into this podcast. They found this. All right. And all they're thinking about is you as a doctor and like, OK, what pill do I take? What, do you, what would you tell them? Because you and I know it ain't about the pill. What would you tell them? All right. They think they're looking, for, they're looking for a pill to solve all their health problems. Well, one of the things that we realized when I wrote my fourth book, The Power of Self-Healing, which became mm -hmm. an international bestseller, 
what I did is I interviewed over 50 people that were told they would never heal and how did they heal? And what we're finding is that pharmaceuticals and surgeries are actually very essential, but not for the majority of the problems that we have there. We call that urgent care. Mm -hmm. The majority of the problems that we have out there, over 80% are due to our lifestyle choices, things that you can control, things that you have to make a better choice. So my suggestion is don't be looking for a cure on a pill because what you're going to get is a management of a symptom, but a management of a symptom based on chemistry that can be very toxifying to the body, therefore creating side effects. But Mm -hmm. if I can show you a way that you can actually get to the root cause of that problem, if I can show you a way to do a natural behavior and maybe remove some of the things that are making you sick, maybe add some things that are going to make you well, without ever toxifying your body and that now all of a sudden you don't have to learn to live with that condition, but you can actually reverse it. Mm-hmm. Now, all of a sudden, those people get empowered to say, wow, why did somebody tell me about this? Yeah. And the reason is because whatever provider you choose, the opinion that they give you is based on the training that they had. Yes. So for instance, in my book, I wrote, when you get a second opinion, don't go to the same specialty that you got your first opinion from because you're going to get the same opinion just by a different person. That's their training. So if you're trying to prevent a surgery from happening, don't go to another surgeon because they're going to recommend a surgery. And if you go to another surgeon, a surgery. But what about going to a holistic provider that maybe have all the things to offer you that may be able to prevent that surgery now that is a good second opinion, maybe a third opinion with another provider that is a different discipline, but holistic discipline. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden, you can truly make the best decision for yourself yeah. without necessarily feeling like you have to follow one opinion only. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, um, you know, uh, Dr. Fab, I think I told you, though, that, uh, something I've dealt with since 1992 is I have epilepsy. I have a I have a head injury that give me epilepsy and I have to take uh, Dilantin uh, every day. I've been prescribed 300 milligrams of Dilantin every day. For the past 21 years, I have been taking 200 milligrams a day. And with that, have only had one seizure. And that was on a day that I forgot to take my medicine. Now, they also, though, 11 years ago, because I was dealing with depression, wanted me to go on to something else for the depression, which is a side effect of the drug I'm on. And I'm like, whoa, if I don't stop you here, this does not end. It goes on to dealing with a drug to deal with another side effect, and it becomes a problem. All right. Now, depression is very tricky to deal with mentally. But at that same time, I watched a movie called The Beautiful Mind. And I went, wait a minute. If he can control his mind through that movie, maybe I can control my mind to deal with the depression. All right. So now I've stopped from that point on, I started seeking holistic type approaches to almost everything I do. So before they say there's a long-term medicine, no, I get it. If I'm sick, I got to take an antibiotic because I'm sick. I get that. But if they come down to, you got to take this as a long-term, I'm like immediately go, whoa, 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 whoa. I put a stop part on it right away and go, let me research what I can do first. How many of your clients do that? <laughs> you know, it's interesting because uh, to me, I've always said it's important to recognize the value of whatever treatment you choose. 
Mm -hmm. uh, but what I'm finding is that a lot of times people just don't know what options are out there. That's why it's so important to have podcasts like this, mm -hmm. educating the public as to the different options. I chose to be a holistic provider, acupuncture, I mean, chiropractor, acupuncture, nutritionist, holistic uh, energy medicine doctor. I chose that field because I wanted to make sure that I looked at the 80% of the conditions that can be prevented. Mm -hmm. I knew that the world didn't need another medical doctor to push more pills into the world. Yeah, I yeah. wanted to be different. And because of my contributions in that space over the last 35 years, now all of a sudden I've been able to create a lot of change in the world. Yeah. But even today, I can tell you that I am so grateful that I made that choice because I see the world from a whole different perspective. And if you make decisions based upon the same opinions that have gotten you to this place, yep. instead of being open-minded and saying, you know what, I'm going to try a doctor of homeopathy, or I'm going to try an acupuncturist, or I'm going to go finally to see a chiropractor, whatever that choice is, give yourself permission to see whether they can actually offer the solution that you're thinking of and praying for right yeah. now, because that's what I find. Most people would tell me, Dr. Fab, why didn't somebody tell me about this treatment after suffering for 20 years? And I said, because you stayed with the same opinions all this time. You never wanted to escape. And a lot of people would say to me, you know, well, if, 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 if there should be a solution, <clears throat> my medical doctor should have the answer. Well, you would think. <laughs> you would think. But the thing is, when you look at the training of a medical doctor, it's very different than a holistic doctor, like a chiropractor or an acupuncturist or a homeopath or a naturopath, where they're trained mm -hmm. to truly look at the root cause of the problem and find holistic ways to help you that are natural instead of just putting another pharmaceutical in your body. Yeah. So, and that being said, that on my in my case here, I don't I don't know about your personal, but you probably tell me I'm to it. Is <clears throat> I had to hold off. My wife got the vaccine. My mom got the vaccine. I held off. Because you and I have talked about things I'm worried about interacting with my dilantin. I've had that, right? So I put it off and I went to my doctor. This lady, I've been seeing this lady for seven years. I have to see her every six months to get a checkup to be on this medication. And I said to her six months ago, I said, well, I'm not so sure I should get the vaccine. Because, and I went back and we listed every time I tried different things, how it reacted. And she said to me, Tim... As a doctor, you know, the office is supposed to tell me that I'm supposed to tell you to get the vaccine, but you're making the right decision for you because you know from experience in your past that that thing needs more research to go into your body. And that is a wise choice on your part. So, I mean, I know you, I don't think you got the vaccine either, did you? You went and researched. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's the thing that I, I often, when people will ask me that, I would always say that you have to make the best informed decision for you, yeah. you know? Before the pandemic, I have never really seen where the healthcare systems of the world force the patient to do a treatment that has consequences that could be deadly, yeah. that could have detrimental long-term effects. And that's what happened during this last time. And I, you know, I've been lecturing during this whole time. And when people ask me that question, I said, you have to follow what is best for you. I have had friends of mine that were very sensitive to some of the chemicals that are in the vaccine yeah, and yeah. they were getting reactions from it. Other people chose not to do the vaccine 
and they didn't have the reactions and because they don't fall in that less than 5% group of potential candidates yeah. to be really harmed by this virus, they elected not to do the vaccine. So I always say that is a personal choice. It is. What I didn't agree is when all of a sudden you were hearing in the media, well, people were not wanting to get together for Thanksgiving because one or two members of the family were not vaccinated and now they were the evil children. They were the bad ones of the family. They were the black sheep. Yeah. They were the rebels. And that is not true because at the same time, I can share with you that we have lost a lot of beautiful friends due to side effects of the vaccine. Unfortunately, it is a side effect. And we have cases after cases that are actually uh, out there in the data, not only in the United States, but all over the world. Mm -hmm. So that's why I always feel that as a doctor, I take an oath to do no harm. Yes. So as a doctor in here in Texas, we had a lot of doctors that actually went on the media and said, I'm leaving the hospital. I'm quitting my job because they're forcing me to do things that I don't believe in. There's other treatments that we're not even looking at that can help our patients. And it was a big scandal here. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. had like a lot of doctors. I know. Yeah, like that I remember reading that. That's the one story I remember in the news. Yeah. yeah. And, and so that's why I want to make sure that people recognize that this debate of a vaccine being vaccinated should not be a, a discussion among people that don't really understand the science behind vaccines. You know, in the past, it would take years, years of studies to put a vaccine. And even though it took years, you got all this data showing the side effects of those vaccines that were approved. Mm -hmm. These ones were approved in a short amount of time. And if you did not qualify into one of those potential patients that could possibly have a harmful effect from the virus, then all of a sudden, should that be something you consider or should that be something you should wait until we can see the effect that that vaccine is going to be? And yeah. now, two years later, we're seeing more and more data of the side effects of the vaccine, including people that have gotten the virus that were vaccinated twice and mm -hmm. has gotten the virus again which was supposed to be what the vaccine was supposed preventing. to stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but it is, it comes down to, I mean, I've always said, though, I mean, my, again, my wife got it, but my wife works in the hospital industry. So she felt safe. But then again, my wife was around me both times having COVID and couldn't catch it from me. Uh, she did everything but lick my, you know, lick my, uh, you know, my, my plates clean for me, you know, <laughs> and she still couldn't get the, get uh, COVID from me. Um but you know, I mean, that was that was a choice my wife had to make for the for the field she was in. And again, her family has got a lot different body makeup than mine does. You know, again, I'm allergic to bananas of all things. Like the weirdest thing in the freaking planet. Who on earth can be allergic to the one of the most healthiest foods on the planet? Me. So we've got to watch what's in our individual choices. And I love it when I can come to a doctor like you who's done the research and said. Hey, I got to make a choice on this. Can I get your opinion? I don't like going to my neighbor over here who's got about as much interest in and in, in, or as much knowledge in drugs as they do on the color of the grasses outside trying to tell me I should get the vaccine. <laughs> that didn't add up to me. So, no, anyway, no. Yeah. And that's where I encourage people to use their common sense mm -hmm. uh, because I think that that is one of the things that unfortunately a lot of people forgot to use just because they were being told do this and don't question it. Yeah, and yeah. remember that this country, this country was founded on a principle of free speech. 
a lot of people left their country to come here to be able to express themselves properly. So when I saw that, unfortunately, we were getting to the point that people were not. I have friends of mine that were sued by the government because they were speaking their truth. Their truth. I have yeah. people that were taken off the social media because they were speaking their yeah. truth. Mm -hmm. And to me, unfortunately, I don't think that that is what America is all about. Mm -hmm. America has always been about freedom yeah. and freedom yeah. of speech was one of them. Yeah. So, but, you know, I would love to actually get any questions regarding marketing because, uh, you know, I, I have had a passion for marketing for a long time. Yeah. It is one of my biggest passions uh, because I believe that marketing really is all about communication <laughs> that is effective. It's that simple. <laughs> So uh, ask me anything. <laughs> what is it that, well, let me put to you this, because your message during the pandemic, you're one of the people whose messages took off because of marketing. Tell us that something that unique that you did during the pandemic in your marketing that you weren't doing before. Well, I have certain principles that I go by anytime that I'm going to market something. So for instance, when I think about marketing a message, I always think about making sure that what I'm saying is my truth, mm -hmm. is what I know without any hesitation. So to have effective marketing, it begins with your level of certainty in the product or service that you provide. Now, what I've learned is that my level of certainty is what determines how effective and engaging an audience will be mm -hmm. to me. If yeah. I truly understand something that there will be nobody out there that can question it, it's like somebody saying to me right now, you know, Fab, you're African-American and you're 90 years old, right? I'm going to laugh to myself and say, you're crazy. Where have you been? What are you looking at? Yeah, now, yeah. that's what certainty is about. You need to feel about your product and service to be what it is you say it's going to be. And no one can deter you because you have proven it to yourself. Try that's it. the first rule. The second rule, and this is something that I learned by doing 35 years of media, that there are three main components to messaging a message effectively. And that's what I had to do during this time. I realized that 80% of the people were interested in their health rather than 10% before the pandemic. Health has never been a top 3%, uh, I mean, a top three value in people's life. Mm. During the pandemic, people switched their values. Now all of a sudden health became one of the top three values in their lives. So what I said to myself is, the three things that I follow, and this is gold because I follow this for 35 years and they have proven themselves in many ways. The first thing is that your message has to be simple. Yep. And the simplicity, it means your language. Mm -hmm. You have to use language that people use on a day-to-day -day basis rather than language that you read in textbooks. Mm -hmm. You have to use language that people are used to hearing those words in their movies, in their TV shows, in the magazines they read instead of language that they have no idea what it means. So use simplicity of language. On television, they tell us that we have to speak at a fifth grade level. That's wow. the kind of language that reaches the masses. Mm -hmm. The second thing, that it has to be brief. The attention span of individuals is very short. In fact, there's a new book that says that it's up to nine seconds now, the same as a goldfish. I don't mm -hmm. know if it's nine seconds. I always told people it's less than a minute. Yeah, that yeah. you have to make your message. In television, we have 30-second sound bites. If mm. we don't make a value point, a valuable point in 30 seconds, we lose the audience is what they tell us. Yes. So you have to be able to be brief in your message. And one of the challenges that I find is that people want to be lengthy 
when they're trying to explain their value. You have to be to the point. So the beautiful thing that TED Talks did in the public speaking industry is that it took Shortcut. those two hour keynote speeches and forced people to do it in 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. And people said, there's no way I can speak in 15 minutes. Even Anthony Robbins, when he did his, there's no way I can speak in 15 minutes, but you can. Yeah, you can yeah. make it brief. So if you take a two-hour content and you do it in a way that you can just take the essence of what it is, the value and the message you want to give, because you only got 15 minutes on stage, that's what you got to be doing. So be brief with your message and make sure that you put in your message the most valuable content that you can possibly give to people. Right. They yeah. deserve that. So. And the last thing, so you have simplicity of language. Mm -hmm. You have brevity. And right. the last one is the most important. It has to be relevant to what people are experiencing today. So remember that words, whether it's through text or whether it's through emails or whether it's through postings, whether it's through what it, blogs, it needs to be relevant. So what is somebody going through right now that will make them want to read my blog, that will make them want to read my post? So you have to speak to people in a language that, it's about them and it's not about you. Yeah, right. And this is the biggest mistake that I find with people is they want to tell the world 30 years of experience, all this knowledge they've accumulated, when in reality, they need to really do one simple message mm -hmm. that the patient or the consumer or the person that is going to read it is looking for an answer. So I, I like the format that you start with a problem, acknowledge yeah. a problem. Number two, you give a story because people remember stories more than just information. And then you give people three simple tips, very simple tips of how they can solve that problem. Mm -hmm. That is a format of how I do my segments on television. And he has not failed me in all the years that I've been doing television to be an effective communicator. Yeah, and I, and I, and now I remember your speech at Craig's event. Now, truthfully, here's, here's my day when you went on stage. I was prepping for the next speaker. So I had to go all the way around the back and get everything right. And I'm sitting in a chair behind that curtain, right? The, the, the curtain behind the stage. I'm sitting back there. And you were the only speaker I got to hear the whole speech because I had to sit there and hold stuff ready to prop up and go on stage. Everybody else, I was running everywhere, right? So I'm you like, were. yeah, I was. So I'm like, you know, I actually get to sit, got to sit and listen to you. And I literally probably couldn't listen to you if you had the microphone go off because I was that close. Just people couldn't see me. <laughs> no, I think it was your mom that said, Tim, you're going to stay right here and you're going to listen to Dr. Fab no matter what you're doing. <laughs> you know, you know, uh, 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 I'm pretty sure, uh, you know, you, you and your girl and my mom and my wife, all of us are going to have to go do something together because mom's hooked on you. So anyway. I would love that. Yeah, Just let yeah. me know the time and we'll make it happen. Yeah, we will. So. Uh, well, you know, we've gone a little bit over my 45-minute length, but I want to make sure people can reach out to you. Uh, the best website they can find out more about you and some of the services and products you offer. Well, you know, uh, if you go to my website, drfabmancini.com, the reason that I encourage you to do that is because not only would you see some of the interviews that I've done with some of the biggest influencers in the world, you would actually get access to that membership that I used to charge for. You don't have to pay for it. I'm giving it to you as a gift. And when it comes to the healthy, essential nutritional products, you're going to find six effective solutions to conditions that are really affecting people during the pandemic and post-pandemic. 
And I want you to know that there are answers out there. I don't want you to struggle anymore. I don't want you to suffer anymore. And I want you to give yourself the permission and your family and your friends to be able to go there and get them. And I'm actually going <clears> to <throat> discount the first order so that way you get an opportunity to test it for yourself. Cool, cool. And I think you got a way on there to get a consultation with you or your staff, which you did for me. All right. You know, because some people are going to have some questions about it. And I loved how you did. You took a I don't think we were on the phone like six minutes and you answered all my questions and we had time to spare because you're so knowledgeable onto it. And you said, hey, if you're worried, let's talk. Right. Well, you know, one of the things that I, I give to anyone that I work with is the ability that they can actually reach me from the website. Go mm -hmm. to contact Dr. Fab. Mm -hmm. And also you can email me. You can call me on my cell or you can set up an appointment with me on a Zoom call like you know, that we can actually see face to face and I can understand what you're going through. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the reason I do that, you know, most people will say, why would you want to put yourself out there like that? It's because I do care. Yeah. I do care for you. And I want to make sure you get the results that I know you can get. And sometimes what people need is a very simple answer to a question that they've been baffling with and they haven't been able to reach a good answer. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, to me, I've seen it too many times not to value the importance of that. Well, I mean, and it fits doing those calls fits your mission. And you think about it, right? You know, I, everything I do fits my mission. That's 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 it. And you've got it down. And I love it. All right. I'm hooked. And I know last week you were speaking uh, to Craig's mastermind. And I texted you and said, Dr. Fab, I am so sorry. I am not going to be there. I was driving to Houston. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. Uh, because but tell them, tell them how much you changed my life. Really, I want to I want to be one of your testimonials because you did change my life. All right. And Thank I'm still, you. Trying to, still trying to put that one other product in I, I, my thing now. Uh, oh, I, I have it downstairs because I haven't everything the office yet. But uh, you, you're like, Tim, this is good. And I keep tasting it. It's like I got to put it in with something to make it taste better for me. <laughs> well, you know, the, the main thing is to be able to find uh, what I'm interested in is right now. Sugar is our biggest challenge uh, in most of our foods and drinks. Yeah, and yeah. I wanted to create products that don't have any sugar in it so that can give you the energy that you want. My goal is to really eradicate this consumption of sodas and energy drinks that are really making people sick and yeah. overweight. Um, I mean, you know, there's 18 grams of sugar in a soda. It's yeah. ridiculous. I mean, think about it. If you put a gram, a bag of grams, and you put 18, and you realize that that's what you're putting in your body every time you drink a soda. I want people to recognize that's a choice. If yeah. you want to do that, then don't complain about the ill health and all the headaches you're going to be getting and the overweight and all the digestive issues you're going to have. Do something about it. And that's what I'm bringing people, just simple, practical solutions to be able to truly get to the health that they really want. Maybe, maybe I need to add that to a banana. No, you can actually, I mean, I can't, you can no, put it man, on a green I, shake. Yeah. You can put it on, on yeah, tea. Know. You, you know, you can put it on anything I think just I'm to make it, it appealing tea. to you. Yeah, I think I'm going to add it to my green tea because I do very well with the green tea that I drink in the yeah, summer. Yeah, it's delicious. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just, the blueberry on the green tea or even the hibiscus. They both yeah. are amazing with green tea. I was just joking about me and bananas. I, like, oh, <laughs> I know, I know. You're allergic. I got it. I, I don't want to be allergic, though. I want them. I want to eat them. A lot them. of people are intolerant to banana, just so you know. Huh? A lot of experts have said that is one of the most intolerant fruits that we have out there. Really? I didn't know that. But anyway. Yeah. 
So before you go, though, Dr. Fab, I play a game with all of my guests. I have five envelopes. I play this or that. You get to pick an envelope, and I'll ask the questions that are in that envelope. So you pick a number, one to five. 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 My favorite number, by the way. I love it when people have a favorite number. So number five. Here we go. Seven questions. And the okay. first question is Batman or Superman? Superman. Superman. Now, you know, not, Craig has a friend who's Superman, right? No. Craig's friends with um, with Dean Kane, who was Superman. And Oh, and, yes, and, of course. I, and yeah. Actually, I was on that podcast with him. So Wonderful. Yep. Oh, I love the questions we have in here because these are good for you. Love it. Question number two, beer or wine? Wine. Red or white? I'm curious. Yeah. White. White. I white. used to love red more, but lately white is what I'm craving. Okay. So mom, mom and Gwen and I, we're going to have to take you and your girl over to uh, Messina Hoff where we're VIP members over in Grapevine. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So um, going on vacation, you want to go to the beach or mountains? Beach. Beach. Always the beach. Always the beach. Yes. Yeah, so you and my wife would hang out great. I, I like going <laughs> to the mountains. Okay, wait. <laughs> um, question number four. Dress up or yoga pants? Dress up? Yeah. Dress up, always. Okay, yeah. So I say that because, like, during the pandemic, I was actually able to put a suit, jacket on, shirt, and have my pajama bottoms on. <laughs> I know. Uh, my mom always said out of the five boys, I've always been the one overdressed. Yeah. Uh, I have a very nice dress up when I go out. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? But sometimes oh, home, I see I pictures. Like, yeah, you yeah. check out. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Uh, question number five. This is where I thought it was funny that you picked this envelope. McDonald's or Burger King? McDonald's. Woo! Quarter pounder, baby. I know. I, I wait a minute. No, you would think though, you know, I spent two years next to homeless, and that was my only food. You'd think I'd be sick of it. No, I still <laughs> love the taste of it. <laughs> anyway, question number six: dog or cat? Dog. I'm allergic to cats. Ah, okay. Do you have a dog or no? I used to. Two of them. None now. Yeah, we got rid of our our, our cats last year. The cat wrecked my studio. I had two young <laughs> cats and they wrecked my studio. I'd be sneezing and swelling up if I was in the studio with a cat. Yeah. Uh, question number seven, the last one. Christmas or Halloween? Always Christmas. My Christmas. favorite holiday of the year. So we have an 1,100 square foot condo, and I have won the number one decoration contest for the condo association three years in a row. Before that, I was number two, and I after the number one lady passed away, I bought her house. Uh, now I'm number one. <laughs> I love it. I yeah. love it. Dr. Fab, one more time, repeat the website so people both video and audio can actually get a hold of you and find out more about you. Yeah, go to drfabmancini.com. And uh, I look forward to helping in any way that I can. Cool, cool. Well, I do thank you for taking time out of your schedule. I know you're a busy man right now. Come in here and share with my audience from the bottom of my heart. I thank you so much, man. Thank you, Tim. I love you, brother. You bet. So to you guys, the listeners, I want to thank you guys for tuning in today. Go to drfabmancini.com and check out and find out why this man's changed my life and he can change yours as well. In the meantime, guys, I want to thank you for listening. All right. If you haven't, subscribe to our YouTube channel as well as where you get your podcast. I'm Tim Gillette, and I'll be back with another guest later on this week. Bye, guys.